Hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome back to another episode of the Super Mercado Brothers Video Game Music Podcast. Hey, everybody. Thanks so much for joining us. This is the podcast where we share and discuss the very best in video game music. Once again, my name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. And today on the podcast, we're taking a look at the surprisingly wonderful score to Sonic Lost World. So, so good. Yeah, you guys are you're going to be treated to some absolutely outstanding music today. We're going to be spotlighting on Sonic Lost World. It's a game for the Wii U that came out in 2013. And what we're so surprised about this soundtrack because as far as modern Sonic games go, it doesn't sound anything like Sonic. Uh, in a lot of these tracks, it kind of feels like, and I think this was uh, this would be admitted by the developers, kind of like a Mario Galaxy ripoff, at least musically. Uh, do you think that was intentional? Will? I mean, it can't it can't not be intentional. At certain points, it comes down to almost sounding like a parody of it. Yeah, and I mean, it it also. If that was just out of the blue, maybe I would um, not think anything of it. Mm-hmm. But I think also the fact that the game itself draws a lot of inspiration from Mario Galaxy. Yeah, I mean, not necessarily level design every everything. track. And obviously what you guys are hearing right now doesn't necessarily feel that way. There's a small number of tracks in the game that are orchestrated. So they got a real orchestra to record those. And especially those tracks, you'll hear the chord progressions, the type of melodies. It feels like a Nintendo. In a lot of ways, this kind yeah. of feels like a Nintendo soundtrack in that it's really high quality. I think, really, once you go to the Dreamcast era of Sonic, I kind of fell off, but I would say from then on till now, this is maybe, I think, the strongest Sonic soundtrack ever. Yeah, I mean, I also really liked Sonic Colors. I really liked that was Sonic good too. Adventure. Uh, there's a few ones that I'm a, I'm a fan of. Yeah, I think in general, Carl and I just aren't really into um, the songs, you know, when mm-hmm. it has lyrics or if it's a rap about Knuckles, that's kind of <laughs> where we draw the line. Absolutely. But this is such a great soundtrack. So let's talk about the composers here. Uh, the composers, this is a three-person operation. We have Tomoya Otani, who is the primary composer. Tomoya Otani did, I would say, about 80% of the composing of this soundtrack. Takahito Aguchi, as well as Neofumi Hitaya. Neofumi Hitaya is a classic Sonic composer. So those are the three people we have here. What you guys heard playing in was the special stage, which uses the main theme. Um, and a lot of tracks, actually, in the soundtrack use that same main theme. And let's play that to start off with. You guys have heard this. We've played this before on the podcast. But we kind of have to start off with this because this is where everything starts. This is the title theme. Yeah, this is this is sort of uh, Lost World Prime right yes. here. You know, this is the theme that gets uh, reorchestrated and arranged throughout the whole score. So this track is called Wonder World from Sonic Lost World performed by the Sonic Lost World Session Orchestra. Could we, we say go. world anymore? <laughs> <laughs> Let's take a listen guys.
guys are listening to the title theme. This is called Wonder World from Sonic Lost World. This was composed by Tomoyo Otani, performed by the Lost World Session Orchestra. And this is a great place to start when we're talking about this soundtrack. Uh, maybe the most strong melodic material in the entire soundtrack. It's the main theme. It's such an important rousing anthem to really get your blood pumping while you're about to start this adventure. I gotta say that there's not a lot of Sonic main themes in recent memory that are this, uh, I guess, regal, rousing, beautiful, but it's also kind of 80s and pop, too. It's poppy. Yes, super catchy. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's why I feel like what Mario Galaxy does, as far as kind of taking the principles of what makes Mario's music so good and bringing it to the orchestra, I feel like this does the same thing. You know, obviously this B section to me sounds a lot like Galaxy. Even it sounds like Wizard (laughs) of Oz or something. Yeah. But the main title theme, da-da-da-da-da-da-da, that really does kind of feel like a sonic theme like an and old it's so, school type um, of catchy pop modern melody. poppy you have drum set you have electronic instruments real uh, performances uh, there's a really cool variety of different instruments uh, instrumental groups that you have in the soundtrack there's a couple tracks that have that really great big band jazz arrangement something like uh, Mario 3D World so we're going to have that to look forward to uh, we also have some kind of smaller ensembles some electronic stuff and a small right. amount of orchestral so yeah let's well, get and again we don't mean to heavily compare this uh, to Mario or to say that the soundtrack isn't valid or that it's a rip off I think it's just you kind of have to talk about it because I feel right. like that is the context of this game is that it is trying to be a little bit more like Nintendo and I must say that I'm so glad they made that decision because because it led them to make such strong music, uh, stronger than I've heard in the Sonic series uh, for a long time. So let's now move on. We're going to play a couple cutscenes today. Uh, the cutscene music is really strong in this game, but unfortunately, most of them are very, very short. So it doesn't really have a place on this playlist. But there's a couple that really we wanted to include because they're really, really good musically. So we're going to play the opening cutscene music. This is another one that was performed by the orchestra. Let's take a listen to this cool track. Beautiful stuff. This is the opening cutscene from Sonic Lost World, and this was one of the tracks that was composed by Takahito Aguchi. Really beautiful score here. Yeah, at this point, um, 
it's just very kind of authentic orchestral score. It sounds like something, you know, from a film or television or really any other game series. It is still very striking to me to hear this type of um, fully orchestral sound in a Sonic game. Because mm-hmm. even the more recent soundtracks that do utilize live performance, it usually is that kind of quirky combination of like a violin and a rock band. And then yeah. also maybe somebody singing along with it. Mm-hmm. Where it's like to have something... Um, this sort of traditional uh i actually really like it i think it it gives it almost a more classic video game sound to me um but i can also see how some people that are you know really big fans of modern sonic music how they would be disappointed with the score yeah i'm just not sure how this was received by hardcore sonic fans i hope that they would have enjoyed this soundtrack but i wouldn't be surprised if there's people that are like oh where are the songs where's the rapping you know (laughs) where's the singing well, our um, friends, the Kellys, I know, you know, they're huge Sonic music fans. And I I do believe uh, they kind of mentioned that they weren't that big a fan of Lost okay. World. Interesting. All right. Well, now let's move on to another stage theme, or actually the first stage theme, I should say, that we're going to play. This might be the first stage in the game. This is Windy Hill Zone 1, and this was composed by Tomoyo Otani as well as Takahiro Aguchi. Let's take a listen to Windy Hill. <laughs> stuff you guys are listening to windy hill zone one from sonic lost world now it's not easy to get this sound this is a big budget sound right here very polished you're having obviously it's pop and it's punk actually the drum set playing is really good you're having some kind of really fast punk drumming uh but you obviously have a lot of really kind of pleasing pop chord progressions uh you do have some orchestral instruments joining the mix on this song it's just a really full lush fun piece of music that this does remind me more of modern sonic but it's the melodies are so much stronger and it's just so much more musically interesting than most of what i hear these days from uh you know from the blue blur so this is just something that i hope that this kind of tradition continues in the series because i think it's going to lead to better music well i do feel there is a lot of music like this in modern sonic games that i really like um like uh, some of it in sonic unleashed there's stuff like this that i really like for me it's Um, it's few and far between though like there might be one or two tracks here and there uh, but for some reason it's not the norm at least to have something this catchy at least in my opinion i know people will disagree with me on that but i think this is incredibly well done Totally. Well, I mean, I do think you are somewhat of an authority on Sonic Music, having composed those four volumes, um, you know, as a tribute to the Genesis Sonic games. Right. And one thing I will say maybe to slightly elaborate on that is 
For me, it's not enough to have something rocking in high energy. And obviously, there's things like this in so many Sonic games, but that's not enough for me. For me, it still has to have a great melody and a really solid chord progression. And that's something this track does have, which not every other Sonic track does have. And I guess maybe that's the distinction I kind of want to make. You know, the feel, we hear this feel all the time in Sonic series, but I just think music underneath it's it's very good so now this is cool this might be my personal favorite piece of music in the game as far as a uh, thematic content you can tell this was really carefully composed and i get the feeling it's a very important theme in the game this is the deadly six theme it was composed by uh once again tomoyo otani and takahito aguchi and there's a lot of different variations of this uh in the game. Now, Will has previously played this on a show and tell the orchestral version. We're actually going to share with you a mix version, starting off with more of kind of the smaller rock ensemble, and then eventually we're going to be transitioning into that orchestral version. So let's take a listen to a mix of the Deadly Six theme. So now you guys are hearing the orchestral version coming in here. Uh, Oh my gosh, it's hard to say which version I like more. Uh, They really play to their strengths on all the different versions, but that first version, in a lot of ways, it kind of felt like a ska arrangement of that song because you had kind of the the strumming upbeats. It was actually a banjo (laughs) mixed with electric guitar and all the brass instruments. Again, really great performance. It's such a strong, uh, memorable theme. This is just a really great piece of music, and this section here I think is the most beautiful sounds kind of Spanish, uh, but what what are your thoughts on this track? I know you're a fan of this, Will. Yeah, I I mean, obviously I really love this, because this is, I listened to the whole soundtrack and was adoring it, and this and the Wonder World theme were um, what I chose to share on the podcast, so, you know, this is definitely one of my favorites. I love the melody. I think it's a great kind of villainous. Um, it could also work for a Bowser of, like, theme. Blues. I think it could work for Bowser. It could work for Doctor Robotnik. It has that sort of, I guess I would say like Mission Impossible kind yeah. of sound, like that swanky, old, you know, '60s '70s mm-hmm. kind of TV show campy quality to it that I really like. And to like. hear that nowadays, the campy nature kind of gives it. It adds this kind of sense of humor. 
uh, which is very kind of it's self-aware, and I think well, that's that why I really like in an orchestral version, which is something that I felt like the incredible score, Michael Giacchino. I yeah. felt like he was really able to tap into that a little bit. Oh yeah, um, where you know using that kind of cheesy sensibility, it, just as far as um, the the broad nature of it, but then having this really beautiful kind of orchestra and big band sound to it. it mm-hmm. I don't know. It, it does something different. Um, to those melodies and the melody is so good it's really well composed i'm really one of my favorite things i really love kind of villainous melodies melodies that are tonal and beautiful but they have this devious quality to them mm-hmm. it's not exactly blues but there's just it's a very specific um use of pitch that melodies like this um capture that i'm really interested well in. what i think is cool about it is it's harder to do this than it is to just make something demonic and dissonant but not catchy not like pleasing like this is very pleasing musically to listen to it's really fun and catchy but somehow it still feels like it captures the villainous quality it's really well done not easy to do so now let's move on to the next stage theme this is desert ruins zone one here we go Listening to Desert Ruins Zone One from Sonic Lost World. Yeah, Will made a good point when we were listening to this. Uh, when was the last time a desert theme was this catchy? And he's absolutely right about that. It's this great combination of of genres. There's actually a strong influence I'm hearing from like surf rock from like the early oh, right. '60s. Uh, it's again, it's campy, but it's so fun. And to combine yeah, that, that groove, totally. with Arabian, and Will was saying like, what other, what else are you hearing in this track? Well, and I feel like uh, the the use of the clarinet and some of the jazz elements, and especially also just kind of how up-tempo it is, I definitely get a little bit of like a klezmer oh, jazz yeah. sound to it because those Arabian scales and like the klezmer scales are very closely related because they both involve uh, the, I think it's the augmented second. And obviously the raised seventh too. Exactly. But um, the, I'm talking about the interval between the sixth and seventh. Absolutely. Since it's raised, you get that. And you usually only get that in the harmonic minor scale. So that's why somehow, because they're obviously going for an Arabian thing, but when I hear it with the clarinet and those instruments, it almost has that kind of klezmer sound to it. I mean, to put it simply, it's just a great combination of influences that come together in such a fun and natural way. Like the average person, they're not going to necessarily be able to pick out those influences, but the overall product, it's just, it's very cohesive and natural and it's immediate. 
and it definitely would fit a level really well. I mean, I think this is just a blast to listen to. I feel like as long as I'm listening to this track, I'm probably going to have a good time with the level, you know? Yeah, I mean, I'm just so impressed with this music because for some reason, maybe it's just a connotation for me, but it seems like a lot of games that have desert levels it oftentimes feels like a throwaway melody. You know, they're so focused on capturing this sort of like stereotypical Arabian sound. You know, oftentimes it feels unforgettable. And what I like about this, yeah, it's they're so, just banking on that. Well, yeah, this is so catchy and fun. It's still able to kind of wink to those cliches, mm-hmm. but it's done in a way that matches the integrity of the soundtrack. And it's fun, you know, it doesn't make, it doesn't change the pace and tempo of the level. It doesn't make it feel like a slower, more boring experience. It's just fun. It's a lot of fun. So now we're going to move on to another very fun track. This is Honeycomb Highway. This one, I remember when I listened to it, there's a couple of the, this one and the next track specifically, I just kind of thought that Will would really enjoy. This is Honeycomb Highway from Sonic Lost World. So good. You guys are listening to Honeycomb Highway from Sonic Lost World. Now, talk about your Mission Impossible vibes. 60s, huh. 70s kind of film score, swanky film score. That's exactly what you're getting on this one. Well, doubling the melody with the, the jazz the flute. flute. The, octaves, yeah. the jazz flute has that just has that connotation you can't escape. But really one of the funnest tracks we've played so far on the playlist. Uh, Will, what does this track do for you personally? Um, I, I don't know. I just really enjoy it. It gets me pumped up. I, I can't, I don't know what it does to me. I feel like... To me, it makes me want to dance. I'm still intact. Um, That's what it does to me. Yeah. It, it makes me just want to get up and dance. It's awesome. I really appreciate, you know, the Rayman Legends, uh, out of the two Rayman games specifically, goes for music like this with a similar kind of ensemble oh, and you're sound. So, right. so who knows? Maybe that's like a little um, inside trend in this part modern is game my composers of kind of nodding to that, you know, 60s, 70s kind of jazz sound. That's just incredible. That's so, so fun. Now we're going to move on to Sugar Lane. Let's take a listen.
one. This is such a fun track. Again, it feels more Nintendo than Sega, though, doesn't it? You guys are listening to Sugar Lane, and this was one that was composed by Neofumi Hataya. Awesome track. You know, and honestly, at the end of it, it reminds me of early Sonic as well. Because, I mean, really? early Sonic music, I mean, I feel like when we say Nintendo, it's because Nintendo is really the only company left that goes for that kind of unabashed, polished, yeah. beautiful cuteness in their music. But you're right. Sonic used to have that. You're absolutely right about that. Yeah, no, this is just a very cute track. That's a great way to just sum it up in one word. Once again, this is Sugar Lane. Those chord changes at the end are really awesome. And, and really good use of instruments, you know. Uh, if I'm not mistaken, I... Do you think that's some real orchestral instruments, or do you think it's maybe samples mixed with, obviously, more kind of intentionally electronic instruments? It's hard to say, but it's a really cool combination. Lots of good performance, real performance on the soundtrack, and lots of really good um, sequencing of uh, synth instruments as well. You could tell they had a really big budget on the soundtrack. I, I don't know. I don't know what kind of led to that, but I hope this continues. Well, apparently, the game is not. It's not that well received. Um, no. So. Maybe they spent their budget on music. <laughs> on the music. Well, now we're going to move on to the next stage theme. This is Tropical Coast Zone 1. And just saying that, I'm sure you guys all have a feeling of what this is going to sound like. Here we go. video games folks do you get that chord progression in a reggae track this is such a cool combination again because you guys hear that like kind of drum and bass electronic drum beat some elements of hip-hop with like the scratchy turntables but very authentic reggae ska groove here um but such a good melody and such a good chord progression i don't know this is just one that just on all fronts it's just winning (laughs) yeah i mean i really think it feels very 90s to me and sonic feels like he um almost lives in the 90s he's forever just part of that pop culture um and that's sort of like the height of his fame and to be honest most of his like character and personality comes out of sort of 90s stereotype cool kids um, and so I think, you know, ska was obviously something that was pretty popular in the 90s. So I think it's a really cool choice to have that kind mm-hmm. of ska brass section sound for a beach theme. It really does feel consistent. I mean, we talk about how it doesn't sound like sonic music. I'm doing air quotes, but <laughs> I feel like that's because it's kind of it's focusing more about the character of Sonic and the identity of the game. What games a great steel less- drum line that was there. It's focusing more about the character of Sonic and the nature of the game rather than stereotypes from uh, the series' music in the last, like, ten years. Absolutely. I love this part. It's beautiful. 
The part is so, so, so pretty. Yeah, uh, again, there's so many tracks that just, like, I'm listening to Sonic right now. It just really surprises me uh, that this is from a Sonic game in the best way possible, I guess I want to say. Now, that was one of my favorites of the whole soundtrack, but I think it's time to now move on to this week's Track of the Week. This is a track that both Will and myself are huge fans of, and it was kind of the one that we kind of decided would be a fitting choice for Track of the Week. It's a great song. It's a standout track. This is Juice Archipelago, and this one was composed by Tomoya Otani. It's so fun. Let's take a listen. I wonder if we're saying that right. Archi- I'm pretty sure it's Archipelago. Archipelago. I think it's a, it's a, a group <laughs> of islands. I believe oh, is what that is. We're so, butchering somebody's homeland. I'm very sorry if if you're offended. No, no, it's a definition. It means a group of islands. Oh, yeah. Phew. So <laughs> it's nobody's homeland. Let's take a listen to this. I thought you were saying is the name of a group of islands. No, this wonderful track from Sonic Lost World. Oh my gosh, this is a wonderful track. You guys are listening to this week's track of the week. This is called Juice Archipelago from Sonic Lost World. I'm getting incredible Mario Kart vibes, but also a lot of Super Mario Sunshine vibes as well from this one. I will say, if this track was included in Mario Kart 8, I think it would be maybe the best piece of music in that soundtrack. Uh, This is so fun, and again, it's that great fusion. So many different instruments coming together, but it feels natural. It doesn't feel like chaos. It feels this like this controlled it's one thing I love about bluegrass and Dixieland and a lot of kinds of music like this where it's all these parts these individual parts that are that are coming together and it feels like everyone's just kind of spontaneously soloing but that's not what's happening it's thoughtfully composed but it's fooling you into thinking like it's very easy to do you know well there's sort of a there's something fun and lively about that kind of really active I feel like typically in a melody well, sort of like the one we have right here, you know, you want something a little bit slower that can um, catch the ear. Yeah. You know, where um, having really fast lines like that, they're usually not melodic and easy to follow in this type of music. Um, but what I think is great is you're right. It is thoughtfully composed. And I feel like really a track is. like this is, again, more about the chords and the groove in the kind of the more broad strokes of it. 
And another thing is, this is video game music because I have no idea what I would call this genre because there's like bluegrass elements as far as the really fast snare drum beat and the banjo, but then there's like brass. It's like, is it jazz? Is it pop? Is it Italian? Like, I have no idea what I would call this. It's just video game music and it's just so fun. It's very Mario. I feel like it's filled with a lot of kind of Mario stereotypes. It's Uh, tropical. One of those being, to me, the um, the little chromatic part, the bop. Ba, ba, ba. Absolutely. But a lot of those are based out of cliches of other genres of music. So I, I feel like stuff like this, it's almost like it's like public domain. You know, it's it's free mm-hmm. to grab for anybody to use, you know. But really one of the strongest tracks in this wonderful soundtrack. Yeah. Uh, and really. It's a lot uh, of fun. It's just yeah, I feel blast. like Mario's music, if it ever evokes a similar style to this, I feel like it's a little bit more sweet and emotional where what I'm getting for this, I feel like it's just more fun. It's very rapid and it's just about giving you a good time, you know? And does it ever do that? So now we're going to move on to a little bit uh, more of a chill track, I'd say. This is Sea Bottom Segway. This is, if I remember correctly, one of the tracks that gives me slight Dave Wise kind of old school Donkey Kong Country uh, elements in here. Uh, It's a really cool track. Sea Bottom Segway. stops me in my track. You're listening to Sea Bottom Segway from Sonic Lost World. This one was composed by Tomoyo Otani and Takahiro Iguchi. Oh my gosh, it's such a great combination. In some ways, it's like kind of chill and laid back, but the drum beats are very fast. You have really kind of nice strings in the background, really great piano uh, harmonies there. It, it's relaxing, but it's also really engaging and exciting. I don't really, again, I feel like this track doesn't really know what emotion it wants to be. It's like multiple at the same time, which is really interesting as far as music. Like to listen to this, it's really engaging to me personally. Well, I feel like video game music is kind of meant to be stimulating. It's meant to give you something that wasn't there. Yeah. And I feel like it's a little bit less about telling you what to feel as far as in an emotional sense. I feel like it's right. It's giving you almost energy to feel empowered above all else. It's, it's less sort of contemplative where I feel like film Film music underscores the emotional kind of points in a story, 
where video game music is kind of more about like supplying you with this, uh, you know, raw power to overcome the obstacle in your path. Hey, what's so funny is just when you think this track is getting a little bit tragic and sad, then that really dance, like trance brass instrument comes in and just reminds you that no, 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 that we're still keeping the energy going. It's just really yeah, cool. I, I, I think Donkey Kong Country is a good comparison because I think it's it's meant to kind of have that mix of like beautiful and a little bit ethereal. Exactly. But never to the point where it's like it's its own piece of music like it's really tragic or like yeah. you know it's constructing this artificial emotion i think it's the vagueness is intentional you know the it's vagueness, not meaning yeah. to pull you one way or the other um but it's just kind of a beautiful way of yeah obviously you know. musically doesn't really sound like like that music but just uh i don't know something about it reminds no, me no i that, i so. do think that was a good comparison so now we're going to move on to the next cutscene track we're going to play uh the shortest i track, love this one this is very beautiful um on today's playlist but really one of the prettiest uh definitely kind of hits you when you first hear it this is even a rose has thorns composed by takahito aguchi yeah i love this one this one's beautiful here we go That was cutscene. Even a rose has thorns, composed by Takahito Aguchi. Man, he was a monster composer as well. Didn't do as much um, as Tomoya did in this soundtrack, but whoa, does he ever nail this feel? Will you said this is one of your favorites in the soundtrack? Do you want to talk about some things that kind of jump out uh, to you about this? Absolutely. I obviously, um, well, not obviously, but to <laughs> me, and probably those who know me, uh, the celeste is one of my all-time favorite instruments <laughs> obviously I, the trellis is my favorite instrument as everyone yeah. knows <laughs> no i i think it's really beautiful um but i really like the combination here i mean we have celeste and clarinet mm. um and the and also the melody itself has this george gershwin kind of sound to oh my it. gosh does like it an ever. early new york jazz sound um, but when it first starts off and you get the celeste, somehow those kind of Gershwin-esque chords, they they resonate in a little different place. They almost sound um, a little bit more romantic and a little I bit less jazz. And so it was almost it was a way of instrumentally making it feel like one genre, but musically um, very much evoking another. And I thought it was a beautiful marriage. And um, it was a pairing I'd love to hear again, not just having um, celeste and clarinet, but also kind of having uh, the jazz sound to it through a little bit more traditional symphonic instrumentation. It's an interesting duality. And I think one thing that's so impressive to me about the soundtrack is these guys weren't phoning in the cutscene music. Like this is one of the strongest pieces of music in the soundtrack. And it's only like, you know, 40 seconds, but it's definitely taken, uh, as seriously and just as much care went into the cutscene music as the level themes and every single part of the soundtrack is just really uh, outstanding. Even kind of the jingles. There's some great level clear jingles and the soundtrack as well. So now 
We're going to move on to a really pretty track. This is Snowball Waltz. This is one of the ones that I kind of thought Will would enjoy as well. It's one of the reasons why I selected this. Uh, again, so many tracks, three full discs of tracks um, from the soundtrack. You can find this on iTunes, but we only are able to play about 22 today. So lots of great ones we had to cut. Anyway, let's take a listen to Snowball Waltz. guys are listening to snowball waltz i think both will and myself are kind of maybe questioning our track the week choice it's so hard it's a great problem to have i love when we have episodes where there's so many stellar tracks that it's hard to pick which one is our favorite because there's i gotta be honest there are some episodes where it's like oh well i guess we could do this as a track of the week it's almost like none of these are like that clear of a choice uh not that they're not good but there's so many outstanding tracks on today's playlist. Uh, This is Snowball Waltz, and it really reminds me of something that Will either likes to compose or likes to listen to. Hmm. Uh, There's one part uh, where it really does sound like Mario Galaxy, but Will, what are some things about this that kind of jump out at you? Uh, Well, obviously, the biggest thing to me is this jazz waltz feel. Um, I hardly ever hear this done in video games um one of my favorite examples is actually from super mario land 2 uh (laughs) six golden coins there's like a map theme that is like a great jazz waltz feel it is pretty rare Um, but yeah it's so first of all it immediately wins points for me there but then um when we just hear this uh, incredibly um syrupy lyrical b section uh with chords that you know they are kind of reminiscent of something that you might hear in mario galaxy yeah, but just, just that harmonized oboe line is so beautiful well i think it has that kind of the elegance of you know 20th century show tune kind of music you know and no one's really writing this kind of music in the mainstream anymore other than video games i mean and also the fact that like we're we're hearing this like electronic drum beat it's this quirky combination you just this is so clear this is video game music there's just there's right. no other also the willingness to apply things that sound a little bit like elevator music or kind of like production stock music kind of sound things that a lot of people would just kind of tilt their nose up at and be like oh i don't want to do that well maybe that's one of the greatest gifts that video games can give they introduce a lot of people to genres that they may otherwise dismiss yeah that's a great 
kind of way to sum it up. So now we're going to move on to one of the authentic big band jazz tracks. I don't know if there was a separate recording session where they were able to get this big band together, but whatever they did, they did an outstanding job. This really would be at home in uh, something like Mario 3D World or Mario Kart 8. Let's take a listen to Double Down. You guys are listening to Double Down from Sonic Lost World. Oh my gosh, just outstanding uh, drum set playing. It really, every single player in this big band is just absolutely uh, in the pocket. The composition's great. Uh, I really like all the stabs, all the hits. Uh, it's so authentic. Well, I'm really I don't know, questioning it's just... my track of the week choice now. Really? Yeah, yeah. This this was obviously one of my favorites. Um, it's so hard to pick a track of the week just because you want to find something that is a good representation of the soundtrack. And there's so many different directions that the soundtrack goes in. So how do you really do that? And right. it's really hard to do that. But yeah, this is one of the strongest tracks. Just listen to this. It's just oozing with personality here. And again, the budget they had to record this so well. Ugh, outstanding jazz. And it's so catchy, you know, it, it doesn't ha- it's not modern jazz by any means, you know, it's no. old school kind of classic show tune vaudeville jazz, Yep, which is some of the most kind of fun and I don't hear it enough. <laughs> yeah, and also to hear it with modern mics, to hear it record in such a professional, That's pristine true, way. Yeah. Oh my gosh, is it a breath of fresh air? It feels like nothing I've ever heard before. So I honestly think it would be cool to um, intentionally record it not with modern fidelity, so that you get that yeah. kind of classic sound of you know the brass clipping and everything. Yeah, I love people that. have done that too. That's really cool. Well, now guys, we're going to move on to Silent Forest Zone One. Now's the time on the podcast where Will and myself catch up. Just kind of see what the other person's been up to, because as you know, um, you know, for most of these episodes, we're recording it via Skype. So, Will, uh, what's been going on? How's your second semester? I know it just started uh, this past week. How's it going? I'm having a great time. Uh, so far, 
for me, second semester is even better than before. Good. I'm really excited about all of my classes, um, especially um, in the composition area. There's some really cool opportunities that I think I'm going to get this semester. Oh, awesome. As far as writing stuff, you know, I'm really still super into um, our project, Hello World, our Super Mario World oh, yeah. tribute. Um, but kind of one thing that I've been doing a lot of lately is playing uh, the new Smash Brothers game for the Wii U. Yeah. Um, my roommate and some of my friends and I have been playing it very heavily, and I am having such a good time. Uh, I think it's by far the best Smash Brothers game. Um, yeah. And I've I've played all of them. Uh, I, I never really considered myself to be all that good, because I think when I was younger, I would just kind of mash buttons and get frustrated when things didn't work out. But now that I'm a little bit older and I can kind of, you know, figure out how to play, <laughs> I do. I would say, as far as most fighting games go, Smash Brothers is definitely the easiest to just pick up and play. And Absolutely. the easiest to get good at, so I've just been having such a good time. And it's such a, a great way to hear awesome retro and new video game music because so uh, there cool is remixes. a Sonic yeah. yeah there's a Sonic Lost World level there's even a le level for the new uh, Yarn uh, Yoshi's Woolly World game oh, so nice. there's a good mix of old and new what have you been up to Mim? Uh, kind of more of the same. Speaking of that Wooly World, I have high hopes. I mean, not high hopes, but I'm hoping the music's good because I've been let down so much by the Yoshi's Island series uh, in recent years. But yeah, I mean, I've also been working heavily on Hello World. I mean, I feel like with every track we finish, I just get more and more excited. Right. Um, and just like feel more proud of like you guys and just the work that we've all done in different departments. I just think that's going to be really cool. But yeah, um, I just finished sending off the CDs uh, to be produced for the uh, electrosurgery. So that's going to come probably next week and just kind of getting that ready. Get The pre-order is going to go up on Bandcamp uh, tomorrow, actually. Carl B. and the Soul um, Surgeons. <laughs> so I've been kind of getting that ready, kind of start promoting our release show, uh, that kind of stuff. Did you ever consider being the Soul Sturgeons? Like the Sturgeons. Fish, a Sturgeon? Yeah. Uh, on an embarrassing note, I feel like lately my life has been torn between two worlds from Trivia Crack and Bloons Tower Defense 5. I never know what to play next. Those are really the two obsessions I have. I got to say with both of those, I'm not really enjoying playing of the game. I'm just incredibly obsessed to the point where it feels like I'm on crack or something. Well, I mean, that's dangerous. They, do call it, they, tr they call it Trivia Crack, so I should know, but especially with Bloons, like, I'm not enjoying the game. I just have to play. We I might have need to, to get you into it. some sort of uh, balloon trivia rehab center. <laughs> But it's funny because now I'm slipping on the trivia crack and eventually the games expire. So people are like, why aren't you playing? Quit playing that damn balloons and answer my trivia question. Jeez. Yeah. So, so that's kind of what, what I've been doing. What a hard doing. life you lead. Um, I also kind of finishing up, uh, I just finished season two of Lost. So I know I'm really behind, but that show is getting crazy. So if anyone's a fan of that. <laughs> that's funny. Uh, you know I a movie know. I just saw? The Godfather. <laughs> the Godfather. Pretty good, actually. Guys, have you heard about this? No, well, you should you should actually watch that show. It's quite good. I will. It's very no. very weird though. So now we're gonna move on to Midnight Owl. This was actually one of my choices. I know we keep saying this, but for track of the week, this is a standout track to me. Uh, I think I'm getting a little bit of kind of French influence. Not quite sure. Again, feels like this nice combination, but it's definitely Wee. not something I would expect from the Sonic series. Yeah, I love French music is really beautiful, um, but a lot of European music actually kind of the lines blur they a little bit blurred. but i totally agree with you it does have mm -hmm. that 
very kind of sensuous romantic quality um and there's also like a there's a melancholy and nostalgia to a lot of french music that i really love that this capture well with that in mind let's take a listen to midnight owl absolutely gorgeous piece of music guys uh this is midnight owl from sonic lost world and this is a track that if i were to play this to someone that had never played a video game and then i told them this is from a game for the wii u i think there's a lot of people that would be very surprised because when you think about video game music and you know even after us doing the podcast for all these years being you know somewhat experts hopefully experts on video game music uh it surprises a certain me type of game music yeah it's it surprises me it never ceases to amaze me uh with these modern soundtracks that have these big budgets when they're right. nailing a specific genre that has come you know way before video games right and you're having it in 2013 it's it's just great. Yeah, I think that's really fair to say because even with most modern video game soundtracks, most things are pretty minimal. A lot of it is kind of atmospheric or it captures yeah. the kind of uh, Zimmer-esque uh, approach to film score with a collection of um, varied and altered and distorted orchestral sounds. But to have, have something... plenty of that. Yeah, to have something this kind of catchy and authentic to like a bygone genre in a bygone yeah, era just, that's really kind of surprising it's really surprising and impressive and i am so happy <laughs> that it exists in the world so now we're going to move on to a track called what do we have next on our playlist next we have dragon dance this is composed by tomoya otani here we go beautiful track you guys are listening to dragon dance uh, i really am a fan of those uh that chord progression 
It's really kind of poppy and dancey. And the fact that they chose to use all real players here with, you know, orchestral elements, real drums, the bass is just really solid. Uh, it, it's just so cool, you know, because like it feels like they're always making purposeful choices because there are some tracks that have electronic drums and these synth sounds. But the fact that that some of them are all real and some of them aren't, it feels like every time you hear an instrument choice, there is a reason behind that. And I don't know. I just really respect that. Totally. We're now going to move on to one of the fully orchestrated pieces. This is Battle with Zavok Orchestra Version. This is cool. Here we go. You guys are listening to Battle with Zavok orchestral version from Sonic Lost World. This one is um, one of the ones that maybe is the most strikingly reminiscent of the Mario series, Mario Galaxy. Reminds me of some final Bowser themes. Uh, here you're having a really interesting um, kind of variation of the Deadly Six theme, which I thought was really impressive. Um, this is, this is really effective. Guys, if you listen to the regular version of Battle with Zavok, it still has orchestral elements, but this is almost just, like, definitely the definitive. I, I almost wonder why they even have the other version, because it's so similar. It's just, like, this one is, like, real, and the other one is maybe just, like, more sequenced or something. But yeah, This is awesome. Great old-school boss music. Well, I, I shouldn't even say that, you know? Just great <laughs> boss music. It. I don't think you should say that. It's great music. No, don't even say that. It's great. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> that's really, that's a just beautiful, <laughs> poignant deconstruction. <laughs> Actually, don't even say that. Just don't say anything. <laughs> it just is. How further can we take that? Yeah, no. Well, is there anything about this track? Um, I know there is a lot of things that we've already heard in other video games and other orchestral music and film score. Is there anything that you think is unique necessarily about this track that kind of stood out? Oh, God, no. Let's move on. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> awesome. Uh, I really, one of my favorite things was uh, that string pattern in the beginning. The yent dun yent dun yent dun yent dun yent That's something I don't, I've, I've definitely heard it a lot before, but I don't think it's ever struck me um, the way yeah. it is in this one to want to kind of explore that type of usage using using um, a string section much like a line on the piano where you can kind of mm -hmm. arpeggiate things and while um, 
you know, the melody note, the focal point of the melody is rising, you're kind of oscillating back and forth between hands. But it's a really interesting sensation when you do that with instruments where they kind of have to reproduce that effect. Dun, 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 oh my dun. gosh, yeah. You get well, this really nice tension on the strings and it's it's really exciting, actually. Well, guys, speaking of exciting, we're going to now move on to the absolute climax uh, of the soundtrack, in my opinion. I think Might this we is... change the title of this track? <laughs> this is so, so epic and rocking. This is the track is called Dr. Eggman Showdown. I think Will would prefer it to be Dr. Robotnik Showdown. Uh, guys, a couple things... As would any American Sonic fan. <laughs> any, any true American, no. Um, a couple things I want you guys to listen out for in this track. A really uh, successful collaboration as far as rock instruments and orchestral instruments, but the way that it's done is, in my opinion, better than most video game music. And pay attention, there's this one part where the string chords are going, din, 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 over and over on this one chord. It's just really uh, rocking stuff. So take a listen to Dr. Eggman Showdown. Oh my gosh, I keep having a new favorite <laughs> the further I go. Oh my gosh, the soundtrack's incredible. You guys are listening to Dr. Eggman Showdown. There was a part that reminded me of Ease, kind of like vintage Yuzo Koshiro. That B section? Uh, again, yeah, that B section. Again, on a dime, it completely changes emotion, genre, instrument. Like the entire ensemble stops, and then all of a sudden you have this really slow, beautiful solo violin, like romantic melody. And then you go back to the rock. It, it's just. The combination of those two worlds is something that's not unique at all, but the way that they fuse those together in the quality of the music is, I think, better than most of what I hear in this medium. It's good video game music. It's good music. It's good. It's it's outstanding. (laughs) Let's replace good with outstanding. It is. It is. That's all we can say about this. It exists. It is a thing. It it is something. We're getting very Uh, existential on this podcast. Absolutely. All that I know is that I do not know. Ooh, we should With start a philosophy said, podcast. That'd be fun. That would be kind of fun. Too I bad I don't know philosophy. anything about philosophy. You don't need to in order to do a philosophy podcast, right? Because <laughs> I just told you that all I know is I do not know. Wow. So I think I'm pretty much the master. So now we're going to move on. We have a couple more tracks to talk about. This is cool. This is Hidden World. Uh, I'm imagining it's kind of similar to a special stage in some in some kind of way. There's two different versions of this track. There's the regular Hidden World, and then there's this track, Hidden World Cublicated. So this is one where the tempo, just like the Sonic 3 special stage, constantly increases as it goes on. So uh, let's teacher, take a listen. I, I don't think that's a real word. Here we go.
So, Will, I have a challenge. While we're finishing this and the tempo is constantly increasing, let's see if we can constantly increase the rate of our speech to match this track. And, Will, what do you have to say about this track? I think it's pretty good. Uh, 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 <laughs> pass, hot potato. <laughs> I'm starting to cry because I'm scared. Now, this is Cublicated Hidden World. Uh, oh, this is such a no. simple track but it's been in my head for the past week i just think it's yeah come on the meatball i think we need to stop because i it's just making me very stressed so now we're going to move on to the last track we'll talk about this is sky road bonus stage oh, and this one God. is once again composed by tomoyo otani this is beautiful let's take a listen to this track track you know guys we had such a great time really this was one of the funnest podcasts i think i've done in a long time on this show this is really a blast to listen to all this outstanding music to share it with you guys we hope you enjoyed this episode once again this was our focus on sonic lost world for the wii u came out in 2013 and if anything else i highly recommend you guys going on itunes and buying this whole soundtrack it's Really, just outstanding video game music. Yeah, the one thing that makes this not like Nintendo is you can actually get the soundtrack. Ah, absolutely. Yeah, let, let's hope that changes in the future. You know, you know, very slowly, they're always about 10, 15 years behind these trends. So maybe in the next few years, they'll finally start to get on board with releasing their I soundtracks. I just hope, I don't know, I don't know if it's Nintendo of America or just kind of the marketing team in general. Well, I think that's but... another that's another podcast. Maybe we could talk about that in a bonus episode or something. But anyway, guys, we had such a great time. We really want you to stick with us for next week. It's episode 150. It's definitely, personally, just a milestone for us. The fact that we have come this far on this show, we never expected this to happen. When I think back about when, you know, the time Will and I kind of had the idea to even start the podcast as we were sitting around. It was kind of a joke. It was just like, oh my gosh, that'd be kind of funny if we tried that. And to now see that we're here is just really special. So we hope you guys join us next week for that. Um, it's going to be a really cool episode. And yeah, we're all we're already looking forward to the next season. We have some, some great episodes planned for that. So yeah, once again, my name is Carl Brueggemann. And I'm his brother, Will Brueggemann. See you next time, gang. Peace out. Peace out.